this is Picking Up the Pieces Podcast. Okay, let let me okay, moment of silence. Let me let me just say something. Um this moment took a while to come. You understand me? It took me so long to start my podcast. You understand? I, I'm so glad that I am at this stage of in in point of my life where I just decided to do it afraid. Because if y'all knew how long it took, y'all have been planning this podcast for five years. But the process that God took me through to get to this moment was necessary in order for me to, you know, um, remain consistent and to like authentically believe in myself. Cause I'm going to sit here and tell you that five years ago, I was not where I am now when it comes to trusting and believing in myself, I was nowhere near, um, where I am now. So I understand why he took me through the process that he took me through and I'm just grateful. So can we have like, like, like a round of applause for the fact that we're here, <laughs> now we're here. Now we're launched. We're we're starting. Um, and I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. I have so much gratitude and I'm so humble, you know, up underneath um God because this is all of his doing. Okay. I, if it was up to me, I would have just started my clothing boutique and, and, and started this designing clothes if it was up to me. But this is solely 100 percent um God calling me higher to something. I promise you that I did not feel qualified for. I sometimes still don't feel qualified for because you are like God's, you all listening are like God's prized possessions, right? I don't want to steer anybody down the wrong road. I don't want to give the wrong information, right? So let me tell you a little bit more, more about myself because this is our first podcast, okay? Clap for season one. Um, but a little bit more about myself. I am a psychologist. I am a third year psychology student. I am in my third year. I am officially a junior. Okay. Um, I am a mother of two boys. I am a rape survivor. I am a former foster child. My granddaddy raised me. A few of my aunts raised me. And, you know, before the age of 11, I never had a stable home. I was bounced from place to place. Either it was back and forth with a family member, or it was usually back and forth between my mom and another family member. So every time my mom would like either get back on drugs or start to sell drugs, then I would, it, or, and go to jail for selling drugs, then I would, it would, it was, it was just a lot. I had a lot of inconsistencies within my first 11 years in life. Right. And that continued all the way up until I was 17. I believe that my mom was on and off drugs and on and off selling them. Um, now this is not to downplay my mother or my father. Cause I had two, I had two, I had two drug addicted parents. Um, and eventually of course my mom overcame her addiction. She stopped selling drugs, but it was around the time I was like 17 y'all. Um, so this is at the end. Um, I'm not even going to say 17. I'm gonna say 18. I'm oh, let me go back. I'm gonna say 18 because she got back on drugs around my 18th birthday. And I remember this because I got pregnant at pregnant at 17 and I had my first child on my 18th birthday, right? So I've overcome and I've been able to unpack those things um along with you know rape. Um, just not growing up with mommy and daddy, which gave me abandonment issues, which into, which, you know, went into rejection issues, which went into perfectionist issues, which went into people pleasing tendencies. Like I, I got a long list as to why I'm qualified 
for, for what it is that I'm about to do with this podcast to, to feed people, you know, with the information that I do have, along with the fact that I have a psychology degree. And not only do I know how to think, um, not only do I have the experience connected to the things that I'm going to teach, I also have the knowledge connected to it. So I can look, I can give you the logical standpoint and the healthy standpoint um, from what it is that I've learned over the last 33 years of my life. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Okay, so this particular podcast, what I wanted the first one to be about, honestly, I'm not gonna lie, y'all, I didn't know. I didn't know what I wanted to talk to y'all about because I got so much stuff to say, I didn't know. But but this is what we're gonna go with because this one just fed my spirit. Okay, let me, I should say that this one fed my spirit. But the topic of this podcast is what if they never change? Oftentimes people have a very difficult time with seeing people accurately from a more logical standpoint. Um, it, it's almost like fairy tale versus reality, right? Most people tend to go with the fairy tale and tend to ignore the reality of what this person is showing them and what this situation is. So we're going to touch on three different topics today, and that is potential, tolerance, and then feeling versus logic, because I want you to understand um, that you want to go with a more logical perspective because your feelings are not always accurate, and sometimes they will lie they will lie right to your face. You won't even know because you, you you won't you just won't even know because you 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 can be so unaware of yourself that you will believe the feeling and think that the logic is a lie. Like you would just be all confused and discombobulated. But so but I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to do the Lord's work. And then um, after I give you my take um, from a psychological standpoint and just from experience, I am going to go into the most ebonic version of a Bible story. And I dare y'all to talk about me. I dare y'all to get on the fact <laughs> that I tell this story in the most urban fashion you've ever heard. I dare, I dare y'all. I dare y'all. I dare y'all. But that's fine. That's fine. Because I guarantee that when I tell you, you're going to understand what I'm talking about. Right? And I and let me tell you why I, I tend to tell a Bible story connected to the topics. Because this is going to be the, the, the theme of my overall podcast. There's always going to be somewhere in there where I tell a Bible story. So on purpose. So, cause I don't think that a lot of people understand that a lot of things that are hap- that is happening in your life. And a lot of things that you are looking um, for the answers to are in your Bible. If you just read it, you have to open it. Do you understand? Like you have to open it. The Bible is, is, is the most dramified book you will ever read. You think that your reality shows is ghetto. Baby, it's some stories within those texts <laughs> that will, you will be looking like, I know he didn't. I know she. Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. All of that. And, and we're going to talk about that throughout the podcast and just giving you different stories connected to what it is that I'm talking about. So let's get off into the podcast. So the story, the, not the story, Jesus fix it. Um, the question of this podcast is what if they never change from who they are today? Would you still continue that connection with them? Yes or no? You got an answer to it? We have to figure out what is true versus what we want to be true. I'm sorry, what we want to be true versus what is actually true. Now, if you can answer that question with a yes, if they never change from who they are today, yes, I will absolutely stay in that connection. Yes, I will absolutely do life with them. Yes, I will absolutely stay in that friendship. Yes, I will absolutely marry that person. If that answer is yes, 
then you may be good. But we're going to get to the point of even understanding that if your yes is an accurate yes. So just just glide on through here with me, okay? So um, what I wrote down, what we're going to go into first, right, is because you need to understand what is what you want to be true versus what is actually true, right? And this, this goes straight and directly into potential. A lot of us fall in love with who the person can potentially be versus falling in love with the person that they actually are, right? As women, women have this bad. We tend to believe um, the potential we see in them. And we, we tend to think that they are going to live up to that potential. But baby, it's potential in the cemetery. People die without never reaching the height of their potential. You understand me? So that is not logical. That is not a, a proper way of looking at this situation, right? Never set your expectations on their potential because that is the fastest way to get your feelings hurt. You understand me? Potential is simply how we see them, right? That does not necessarily mean that they see themselves in the same way. And I think people get this misunderstood because you could see them being something great, but if they don't believe that about themselves, then nine chances out of 10, it's going to be difficult, difficult for them to achieve that version of themselves. Does that make sense? Like we see stuff just because of what we see don't mean that they believe that for themselves. Like for years, prime example story for years. If you go back on like my Facebook or my Instagram timeline, people be like, oh my gosh, she, you just look so confident. Your self-esteem is together. Baby, I didn't have the confidence or the self-esteem. Th- no, I had the confidence. I didn't have not a lick of self-esteem. And you can always tell that my self-esteem was low based off of this um, of the decisions that I made. Oh, bet you didn't know that, did you? Whew. That's that. Let, let that simmer and marinate for a while. You could tell where my self-esteem was based off of the decisions that I would make. You understand that? We're going to get off into that a little later. So let me let me finish with what I'm talking about potential, right? Believing in potential will easily get your feelings hurt. Will easily get your feelings hurt. The wrong expectations will have, will have you out here full of disappointment because if you are setting your expectation on their potential and after realizing that potential is not a guarantee um, version of them that could come alive, you will be setting yourself up for failure. Do you understand that? Like you will be setting yourself up to be disappointed. And I don't think people, I don't believe that people think fat meat greasy. And I want you to know it's greasy, greasy, right? Um, why is believing in a person's potential dangerous? This is what I wrote down. I said, distraction oftentimes comes dressed up as potential or attraction. Whoop, whoop. Let that marinate. We're going to let that simmer down, okay? Distractions oftentimes come dressed up in potential or attraction. You do know that the devil knows, or if you don't believe in the devil or the negative entity, whatever you want to call it, you do know that they know what your preference is and they will send that same preference coming like in your direction. They will come knock on your door. And if you don't have the discernment and if you are not careful, you will fall for the okie doke. Yeah, I said it. Distractions oftentimes come dressed up as potential or attractions. Something you are attracted to. 
versus they tall, got dreads, you know, got locks in their hair, fine brown skin or chocolate, you know, because that's how I like chocolate. Um, okay, let me let me get back on. <laughs> let me let me reel it back in. Um, but yeah, that is actual. So let's break down what distraction means, right? The thing that prevents someone from giving their full attention to something else. In other words, diversion, interruptions, disturbance, interference, hindrance, um, obstruct, obstruction is what it said. When you are not mature enough within your self-esteem, you are liable to fall for potential because you are too gullible. You are way too naive. You are easily, you're going to be easily manipulated when you are not mature enough within your self-esteem. And what I mean by mature enough means actually, actually look, understanding who you are accurately. Cause a lot of people be out here thinking that they can like, okay, break down self-esteem. Self-esteem and confidence are not the same thing. Like I know that you think that they are, but they are not the same thing. Confidence, you can dress that up easily. That that is an exterior thing that you pro, that you project outward, right? You don't necessarily have to believe that about yourself, right? That, that your confidence won't tell on you, but you know what will tell on you? Your self esteem. Your self esteem will tell on you because people with high self esteem have a high accurate. Um, version of themselves and they believe in themselves and they trust themselves and they love themselves and they base their decision based off of their values and their ethics, right? So if you are naive, gullible, or or uh, um, easily in, you know, persuaded into manipulation, then you probably have some self-esteem issues. You don't really know yourself the way that you think that you do. You don't really love yourself the way that you think that you do. And these are things you have to be careful of. I always say, I don't think that women um should date before they have matured in their self-esteem because when you have not matured in your self-esteem and you go into these friendships relationships jobs anything when you are fragile like that it is easy to tear you down so now on top of all the childhood traumas that you have on top of all of the other traumas and issues that you have now you have to unpack these things that are still being piled on you that's why I call the podcast picking up the pieces because when you go out through life without the maturity that you need within within psychological from a psychological standpoint um from just emotional intellect or just not even being mature in your self esteem life will beat the heck out of you right and you are fragile you know what else is fragile? Glass. You got to be careful how you set it down. You got to be careful what you put inside of it. Otherwise, you got to be careful about the pressure that you put on it because it could break. So that's what tends to happen. We are like glass, right? Going through life. And, and if consistently being hit over and over again, eventually some pieces, we're going to shatter into, into a thousand different pieces, right? So now you are missing things that, that, that you need to be able to sustain yourself and succeed in life at a healthy rate. That's why I named the podcast picking up the pieces because I want to help you find these pieces, you know, that that, that just have been knocked off of you because life just just been fighting you and you ain't just had you ain't been fighting back. <laughs> you know, fighting back is getting to know yourself. That's all that is. So we can't be out here falling in love with potential because when we do that, we can place ourselves in a position to get even more hurt and damaged than we already are. We have to be careful about 
falling in love or falling for someone potential, someone's potential. This goes for friendships as well. You can see this girl or this guy and you can see that they have great potential, but if they are, if, let me, let me, if they are not moving to have a plan or wrote it down or moving towards what it is that they are telling you that they are dreaming about, then it is just a dream, right? Faith without works is dead. You can dream all day, but if you're not working or have the, the, the strategic plan planned out, mapped out, and you are not working and taking action towards that, it is just a dream. You're going to be asleep. And when you wake up, reality going to boom, hit you in the face. Literally, right? So if that person never changes from who they are today, I'm going to ask you the question again. If that person never changes from who they are today, will you continue to be connected to them? And some of y'all say yes. Let me give you another a point to consider. I want you to know that tolerance is temporary. Mm, I'm, I'm going to let that marinate. I'm going to let that marinate for a little while. Yeah, tolerance is temporary because you have to understand this. What you what may be what you may be able to tolerate today may not be what you may you 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 might be not be able to tolerate that a month from now or a year from now. So I want you to understand that tolerating something or somebody or some place is temporary. Eventually, you're you're not going to be able to stay there. Like tolerance is short lived. This is another form of believing in their potential as well. Tolerating means that you know that this isn't okay, but you are hoping that it will change soon. And this means you really don't like this. You just you just want to you you you're hoping that it will change soon. You're hoping that this person will catch on soon. That is not a guarantee. And like I said, if there's not a strategic plan in place and an action behind it then you can't bet on this. Does that make sense? You can't bet on something that somebody is not strategically working towards. So you, you have to be, you have to be logical about it. Don't make the mistake of soon. This is what I wrote down. <laughs> give me a second. Y'all give me a second. Don't ever make the mistake of assuming that you can tolerate something because you can convince them to change, especially if that change involves changing for you. Let me say that again. Don't ever make the mistake of assuming that you can tolerate something because you can convince them to change because you think that you can convince them to change. This is the same thing. This, this, let me tell you something. This, this, oh, Lord, here we go. You can't fix people. I know that a lot of people think that they can fix somebody, but that is a self-regulated job. That is something that somebody is going to have to do for themselves. As a psychologist, I, I can't make you change. If you came to me for a coaching session or a therapy session and you thought that I could get you to change, you are sadly mistaken. What I simply do as a therapist slash psychologist is assist you in that change. I give you I, I, I give you the tools that that are needed. I give you different perspectives to look at things. I give you the logical standpoint. I, I ask you questions 
based on what it is that you are, what, what outcome you are looking for, just to get to the root of the problem so that it, we can demolish exactly what is keeping you stuck. That's, that is what I do, but I don't do the work for you. I assist. I am a helping hand. If you are going to a therapist thinking that they are going to fix you, you are setting yourself up for, their, for, for failure because that is not what we do. We assist you in your healing. So this is what I'm telling you, because I don't want people to think that they shouldn't go to therapy. A lot of people don't have don't know how to ask them, themselves the right questions to get to the root of their issue. A lot of people don't even know that they have issues as a therapist. I'm here to show you, depending on your environment, depending on how you were brought up, depending on your household, depending on all of these things, right? D depending on your ethics and belief, right? And morals. I am here to show you where, you, why, why you're stuck and why you have these triggers or these traumas. And I am here to help you unpack, teach you how to unpack. I am simply a teacher that assists you. I am not the person doing the work. Does that make sense? Because if you don't, if, if you can go to a therapist and if you don't apply what that therapist is telling you, then you're going to walk away with the same issues you came over there with. Because you have to do the work. You have to start applying these things that this therapist or this psychologist or this life coach is trying to teach you. If you never apply it, then you're just going to be in the same position that you were just in. Which goes back to the point that I can't fix you. I can give you the tools. It's up to you. Right. You can you can take the horse to the water, but you can't make a drink. OK, and let me tell you the dangerous part of tolerating something, someone or some place, because this is what y'all going to say. This is what the saints are going to say. The saints going to say, well, I'm going to pray about it. I mean, you can you can. I ain't going to say the prayer don't work. Um, But a lot of y'all. Be praying for other folks to be who you want them to be. And you have to understand that what if that's not what God has for them? That's a narrative. Now you over here trying to pray them up out of something that God don't want them to be. You trying to pray them into something that God don't want them to be. Oh, you, did you, mic check. Did you hear me? Did, did you hear me? You over here trying to pray them into being something that God didn't want them to be. My family love them dearly. I do hair, I do nails, I do makeup, I do feet. Uh, I can sing, I play the piano, I used to dance. Um, I can build furniture, I can build beds. Like I, I have a lot of creative talent. Now, if it was up to them, I would be doing everything, all of that, every last single piece of it. But guess what? That's not what I wanna do. That's not what I want to do. And they can try to pray for me to do this and do that. and do No, but that, but if that's not what God has for me, you over there wasting your prayer. Because let me tell you something. I'm pretty sure people done, my mama done prayed or a sister or a sibling done prayed or auntie done prayed. Oh, I hope that she go into this field. And I hope. But, but guess what? God told me what he had for me was this podcast. God told me what he had for me was a speaking career. God told me what he had for me was to be an author, write a book about helping women to heal. Like, that's what he told me. Now they over here trying to pray me into being something that God didn't want me to be because this is the path that he wanted me to take. Do you understand that? Now, let me tell you another thing. You can pray for somebody. But that person still has free will. Yep. 
I want you to know that they still have to make the deliberate decision to do what God is whispering in their ear to do. So say you are saying a prayer and it is touching heaven and God is sending a messenger angel down to whisper to that person. Guess what they got to do? They got to do it. They got to want to do it. God is not going to make them do it. God is going to give them a, 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 a Lord, I can't talk, a decision, a path that they would like to take. They he, A whisper in the ear of a suggestion is just that. That does not mean that they're going to go in that direction because God whispered it to them. You know how I many people don't listen to their intuition? A lot of y'all don't. A lot of y'all listen. I'm so sorry. Y'all don't. I just learned how to do it. Because let me tell you something. I got tired of God beating me up. And I'm not saying like it was a bad beating. No, I'm going to say it was a bad beating because God, God's methods in ways are not our ways. <laughs> they, they be a little harsh. Like they get your attention, attention. Like you, <laughs> they, be, they be a little out there, but I appreciate them. I appreciate the processes that God take me through. But like I got tired of, of, of Jesus coming down here, slapping me in the back of the neck with his sandal. That's what I felt like was going like you ain't never been so convicted in your spirit. You feel like somebody just slapped you in the back of the neck. I have. I have, <laughs> I have. So, you know, I, I'm solely doing most of the things that I'm doing when it comes to like my new Instagram page or my podcast or se- stepping into speaking and all of these good things out of obedience, out of obedience. Nobody, I don't think anybody prayed. Well, somebody might've prayed for me to go into this. I ain't gonna say that cause I don't know that, but you know, I, I really just want you to understand that it's a it's a point of it's a point of free will too. Like God gives everybody free will. Everybody has free will. This is another thing I want you to understand about tolerating something and, and adding prayer to the tolerance so that you can get your way. When you are praying somebody out of a process that God has them in, I want you to understand that you can end up stuck with them when you do that. And when I get to the end and I tell you the person in the Bible who actually did this, who actually got stuck because he was trying to pray people up out of their process and he did not know how to leave people behind and walk away from people and do what God would have him to do. He got stuck with him. Mm -hmm. Some of y'all probably already know what I'm talking about, but we're going to wait till we get to the end. So I want you to understand that when you are praying for people to come up out of a process that God placed them in, you got to be careful. Because you will end up stuck with them because you won't walk away or lead them where God had has placed them himself. You got to be careful. This is why I'm learning how to keep myself up off of stuff. And I'm learning how to pray a lot differently. But praying people about it like storms and stuff is something that I no longer do because I don't know the process that God has somebody in. I, I don't know that. You know? Unless God comes and tells me, hey, I have them in the process. I want you to pray for their strength, though. You can pray for them to have strength. You can pray for them to get their lesson. You can pray for that stuff. Like, so now I'm learning how to do prayer all differently, right? Because I be trying to keep my mouth off people's stuff. Because I found out that a lot of the chaos that I was having in my life was because I was trying to save other people that didn't want to be saved. (laughs) I was just out here with a cape on. Trying to be a hero to people who didn't want a hero. It, I don't recommend. I just, I just don't recommend. Okay. Now this takes us into the next point. 
what did I tell you? We said potential tolerance, right? We learned that potential is not a guarantee. You can't go based off of that. That is not realistic. We learned that tolerance is temporary. Now we're about to learn the difference between logic and feeling. Logic versus feeling. Your feelings will lie to you, but your intuition won't. Bishop T.D. Jakes. Mm-hmm. I heard him say it in the sermon and I wrote it down. Yes, I write down notes while listening to sermons. I think everybody should. Um, but yeah, your feelings will lie to you, but your intuition won't. Now, some of y'all are probably saying, how do you know what's feeling and how do you know what's intuition? Well, let me break it down to the download that God gave me for this particular podcast. <laughs> feelings are based in beliefs, right? Beliefs are based in experiences. Experiences give you reason and reason is based on your personal circumstances. You need me to go back? Feelings are based in beliefs. You know, beliefs are based in experiences. Experiences give you reason and reason is based on your personal circumstances. So depending on what your life looks like, the makeup of your life, the experiences that you had, um, the family that you grew up in, you can have a certain level of beliefs, but you can have a certain belief um, perspective that is not logical. Does that make sense? Like the way you feel about certain things can be based off of your upbringing, your religion, um, all of these things, which in reality, if you want to go to a psychological standpoint, because this is um, that kind of podcast, I want you to understand that um, psychologically, feelings are not always accurate. Feelings can be based in trauma, like I said, experiences. Feelings can be based off of, you know, triggers, which doesn't make it logical. Logical is from a broader spectrum of things. Logic is based off of fact. This has nothing to do with experience because your experience may be different from somebody else's experience. They can literally be in the same position and predicament, but come out with a whole totally different experience. Like take me and my siblings, for instance. It's seven of us. We all, well, it's nine of us. I keep saying seven because my daddy kids. So um, my mom has seven, but out of all of us, nine of us, right? No, I'm going to say seven. I'm going to say seven because we are the ones that, you know, had to deal with the drug addicted parents and all that stuff. Okay. So we're going to say seven out of all seven of us having the same exact experience, experiences, the same exact parents. Um, we all took away a different narrative from who our parents were in our experiences. Some of us were in the same house with each other and had a different narrative of what that household was like. Right. So just because somebody had this, a similar experience as you doesn't mean that their outcome will be the same. Am I making sense? Because that, that sounds like a whole word. Low key, that sounds like something we need to marry down. That's what that sounds like. OK, so we found out the feeling is based off of beliefs. Right. Intuition. This is this is something I learned from my mom. I, when she used to tell me this, I didn't understand at the time. But I do now. As, as an experienced adult, <laughs> I understand what she was saying. So intuition is our God feeling in voice, having an argument with our personal feelings. Your intuition is your first mind. My mom used to always tell me, go with your first mind, right? Go with your first mind because 
usually your first mind is right. And everybody on this podcast who is listening will sit here and say that at least one time in your life where you did not go with your first mind and you thought back and you was like, dang, I should have went with my first mind. I should have never came here. I knew better. I, something told me not to, that is your intuition. That is your intuition. Anything that comes up after your gut feeling telling you what not to do is, is the enemy telling you, trying to talk you out of what God just told you not to do. I had a friend, his name is Lawrence. It's a guy friend. And he had put something on Facebook. So I had to reference him because this is not my quote. This is not my, my study. Um, to This is not my study to claim. But his name is Lawrence. I've been knowing him since I was a kid. So this is what he said. He said, what if our intuition is our future selves? Mm. Did, you, did you get the download that I got? What if our intuition is our future selves sending us messages because they know how this will hinder us? They know that this is wrong. They know what because they're in the future, right? This, this future version of yourself is already up there. So they know what steps you should take. They know what steps you should probably skip. What if? What if? Like that's that's a narrative. That's that's a that's a good narrative to take on. I'm just trying to give you different perspectives, right? For people who don't necessarily believe in God, which I do. I'm cool with people who don't believe in God. That is your prerogative. You have the same amount of free will that I have, so I don't judge people. So, for the people who may not believe in God, maybe you believe maybe believe this. Your intuition is a future version of yourself. Either way it go, guess what you're going to have to do? If, if you think it is your God sense, your God finance, or your God sense speaking to you, that sixth sense that God gave us, or whether you don't believe in God and you just think that, you know, intuition is a future version of yours. Either way it go, you should probably listen to it. Anything that is trying to talk you out of your gut feeling is an enemy. It is detrimental to who it is that you need to become. Okay? You got me? Does that make sense? Am I am I am I am I am I teaching you something in the process of this? Let me know in the comments, please. Be, feel free to comment. I really want to know the feedback because I can't keep <laughs> I can't keep relying on my own feedback because I do go back and I listen to my well I have to listen to the podcast because I have to edit and take out the stuff that I don't think is important and all that stuff and you know put all the sound effects in it and all that stuff. So I I, I I want you guys to give me feedback. I want you, I want to know if this is helping you. So please be sure to like, subscribe and share. I have no problem with you sharing. I will absolutely love for you to share because the more I am able, the more people I am able to, to reach, the more I think that I will please God. Okay. The more I think that I am in my calling and in my purpose, because I, I, I believe that I have a lot of women attached to my message and I just want to make sure that I show up because if they're anything like the Sarah Jakes Roberts or the Ronnie Browns or the April Masons, I, I can, I sometimes, let me say this and I'm we're going to go on to the next one, to the, to the next one. But I want to say this, if Sarah Jakes Roberts, I'm a, I'm a reference her because she has drastically changed my life. Do you understand me in a way that I didn't even know I needed Back in 2018, I was introduced to her. Um, but I think back to what if she never answered her calling? And this is a stretch, but it might not be a stretch, but this is what I'm getting from my intuition, right? If she never answered her calling, do you know how many women would still be stuck? Has she not answered her calling? That's what I think about my podcast. That's what I think about my public speaking. That's, that's what I think about 
you know, my coaching courses and all of these things, if I never answer my calling, a lot of women who are who God specifically connected to me to help free them from themselves are not going to get their breakthrough. So please share, comment, um, word of mouth works, send people to listen to it. If you think that this is something that they can learn from, send people to listen to it, whatever it is, because that is how I'm thinking about this. This is the, I'm doing this literally for free. <laughs> I'm doing this for free. The only thing I'm charging for is the personal one-on-ones and the life coaching and the mentorships um, personally with myself, right? Because that is that is my time and that is the only thing that God told me to put a price on. He didn't tell me to put a price on his podcast. <laughs> so, so, you know, th- this information is free and it could really help somebody. So feel free to share, like, like I said, subscribe, please subscribe. Cause we're going to drop two podcasts a week, two podcasts. Y'all hear that? Two podcasts. That is not, that was so hood. Um, y'all know what I'm saying? <laughs> two podcasts a week. That's what we're going to do. Jesus fixing my, I guess I don't know what's going on with my language today. Okay, here we go. So let's get to the nitty gritty of what it is that I want you to take away from this, right? Um, because I don't want you to leave this podcast without having no takeaways or I, without having no how to. So this is this is what I call the how to section. Okay, this is the tools section. This is this is a section where I'm going to give you things that you can apply, things that you can start to take notice in, things that you can you know um, start to pay more attention to. So here we go. I wrote some things down, so I'm just going to read what I wrote down. And and we're going to go from there and I'll be able to add on what I want to add on. Okay. So how do you know that you are listening to your intuition or God? How do you know that you are uh, uh, falling in love with potential? Potential. Jesus, fix it. Potential. (laughs) How do you you know that you are basing everything off of how you feel versus logic? Here we go, y'all. This is the wrote thing. This is the first thing I wrote down. If you can clearly see. Keyword is clearly, clearly see that they lack love within themselves. Then you have to understand that they will not know how to love you properly and vice versa. Right. You can't expect somebody to give you what they don't have. And what I mean by that is if they lack self-love, they can't love you at all. They won't know how to do it. Right. Because I'm a firm believer right? That most of the time people literally treat you how they treat themselves. It's another form of projection that people don't know about. So people will, people literally show up in certain ways because that is how they treat, that is how they are treating themselves. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't think people understand that. The way I remember it was a point of time in my life where I just didn't have grace for nobody. I couldn't forgive nobody. I didn't know how to forgive nobody. But when I got to the root of it, when I started doing my shadow work and I, along with the therapy, um, lessons that I had when I got down to the bottom of that, y'all, I realized I didn't know how to forgive people. And I didn't know how to have grace for people because I did not know how to forgive myself. The moment I learned how to have grace for myself and forgive myself for the things that I did not know. Right. Because when you know better, you do better. Clearly, if I would have known better, I would have did better. So me teaching myself to have grace for myself in the situations where I know for a fact that I didn't know better, taught me how to forgive other people outside of myself. 
Like now, I think that I'm learning how to love differently because I'm learning how to love myself. In the same way I love myself, the same way I treat myself is how I'm going to treat my partner or my kids or anybody I'm connected to because that is how I, it's, it's another form of projection, right? I did, um, I'm a, my next podcast is going to be on inventory check because I want you to know that projection, it, it, whatever is inside of you has to come out, right? It, it has to come out. It, it has no other choice. Right. So I want you to know that another form of projection is people will treat you how they treat themselves. It, it, I want you not to take it personal when somebody is mistreating you because it's not personal. It has less to do with you and more to do with them. So if this man is consistently cheating, he's not he's cheating on you. Yes, physically. But he's really cheated his cheating on himself. He don't know how not to cheat on himself. He has trust issues within himself. He can't trust you. This goes for friendships. If she has trust issues within herself, baby girl, she's not going to be able to trust you as a friend. She's not going to trust the advice you give. She's not going to trust the opinions that you have. She's not going to trust anything about you because she lacks trust within herself. The more, tr the more trust that I had within my decision-making or that I had within myself, the more I knew how to take criticism or just advice from other people outside of myself. You understand? Like that's big. And I don't think people understand it. This goes for anything. If you don't trust yourself, it's going to be difficult for you to trust somebody else. How are you going to trust somebody else and you don't trust the one person you got to do life with, which is you? How are you going to love somebody else if you don't know how to love the one person you got to do life with? Is You You can't because you're going to die alone. Like you, that, that's, that's just it. You know? That's just it. So I need you to understand that if you can clearly see that this person lacks in, in, any area that you are asking for them to give you something in, you can't, you can't, they can't give you what they don't get. It's, it's impossible. You understand? So that's another tool that you, I want you to pay attention to. So just pay attention to how people treat themselves, right? You can also pay attention through how people treat other people. See how he treat his mama. Treat how, see how he treat his sisters, right? See what kind of respect he has for the, the women in his family that will tell you where you lie. I remember I had a relationship one time. Y'all, the man just, he just kept calling me out my name. And this is around the time where I was really going through my healing journey. So I broke up with him solely because he could not stop calling me out of my name. And because he used to emotionally abuse me by the silent treatment. That man was, we were sitting in the house together, y'all, and he wouldn't talk to me for four or five days. That is emotional abuse. <laughs> that is emotional abuse. Do you know what that does to you emotionally and mentally? And because, I, like I said, I was in my healing journey, I don't tolerate any kind of abuse on any level, whether it's physical, emotional, or mental. I don't do that, right? And I definitely don't do verbal abuse. I, I just don't do any kind of abuse. So I was like, would you talk to your daughter like that? Like, would you allow, like, if your daughter came to you and said, um, this man called me out of my name. And the response that he gave was boggling to me. And I and, and then I went to ask, I'm like, okay, so I know he ain't the best dad. So let me let me go to something else, something I think he would care about. I said, Do you call your mom out her name? He's like, Yeah, I always call my mom out her name. Y'all, in that moment, it was like it was like a shell, a shift went over my body. And in that moment, I realized if he talked to his mom this way, the person who gave life to him, the person who birthed him. The number one, the first woman he fell in love with, supposedly, was supposed to fall in love with. If he calls her out of her name, I can't think that I'm exempt from this treatment. 
This is why we got to ask people what kind of relationships they have, know about the environment they grew up in and their background. Because, baby, you got to know who you get in a relationship with. This goes for your friendships, too. All of these things go hand in hand with relationships. Relationships are friendships. So it's another form of friendship. You know, I mean, it's another form of relationship. They just got a different name for it. But in that moment, I realized, oh, girl, he don't know no better. Oh, he been if he do it to his mama, you, you, there's nothing you can change. You First off, you can't change him. Secondly, he's never going to see your point of view because his mama made him think that this behavior was okay. So you definitely can't raise this grown ass. Look, I'm cussing. Lord Jesus, forgive me. You definitely can't raise this grown man. He already grown. What can Michelle say? You can't raise a man. If his mama couldn't do it, what makes you think? <laughs> you know, like, like that's a real, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Right? Another thing I wrote down, I talked about this earlier. I said, what kind of decisions they make or how they speak about themselves? Like just watch. No, that's what I said. Watch how a person treats themselves by watching what kind of decisions they make and watch how they speak and speak to themselves. Now, a lot of y'all gonna sit here and say, what do this, what do their decisions have to do with anything? Because their decisions will tell you where their self-esteem is. I had one of my guy friends tell me that he judged me based off of the dudes that I dated. <laughs> now, ladies, don't get upset. I'm just the messenger. But when I thought about it and unpacked it and analyzed it, I understand. I think this was Lawrence. Matter of fact, I think it was Lawrence too. Lawrence was the one who told me this. And in the moment, I was I was mad. I did not like the criticism I was getting. But now looking back on it, I can laugh because let me tell y'all <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. The, the, the decisions you make relationally will tell on you. It will tell how low your self-esteem is. It will tell how you view yourself because you make decisions based off of where you are mentally, how you view yourself. You date based off of how you see yourself. You ever wondered how, like you be looking at some couples and you be like, how did she even, I thought so much better of her, or I just thought that she was so above him. How did he end up pulling because she has low self-esteem? She does she doesn't see herself accurately. And I'm not saying I, let me tell you something. I don't want to say this because a lot of my exes probably gonna be listening to my podcast. It's not that you were like that that person is a bad person, but where I where I where where my potential was. So I guess this was this is what Lawrence was saying. Potentially where he saw me mentally in my growth. I should have been dating differently, right? But what he was saying is, I know that you lack self-esteem in this area, and I lack, and you lack um, uh, um, the awareness of yourself. Because look at the men you date, and I've never, ever in my life paid attention. <laughs> and I, <laughs> y'all, <laughs> when I think about it, I'll be like. And this is why I have gotten to the point of my life where I, I will I probably would never date any of my exes because most of them, 98% of them, after unpacking what Lauren said a year later, because this is how stubborn I can be, a year later, I realized that I was doing a lot of trauma bonding. I was falling in love with a lot of assignments. And I'm not even going to say love. I was falling in lust because I've never really had nobody love me accurately. And I don't believe that I've ever loved anybody else accurately. Right. These are things that I'm teaching myself now because I think that I have to teach myself in order to even be able to apply them and do it for somebody else. Right. But I never paid attention to that. 
I never thought that, that was something. I, I didn't even know dudes thought like this. But let me tell you something. Men have a discernment. <laughs> Men have a level of discernment that women don't have, y'all. That if you pay, just study how men, like how they marry. Like you will see a man have sex with all these other women, but the woman that they marry will be totally different from the woman they was just sleeping with because they always, they only wanted sex from them, right? Now, when it's time for them to, uh, you know, go into the woman that they want, just just pay attention to these because they have a discernment, y'all, that God embedded in their system <laughs> that we as women, it's like a muscle. So we have to build it within ourselves. Right. Um, and I don't even think it's necessarily have to build it. I think the life just done beat the hell out of most women in these relationships because we out here dating without purpose or intention. Um, and we end up with the wrong people and we just our discernment just go right to the back, right to the background. We just. We just lose it, right? I don't even think, I think we born with it. I think we just lose it. But y'all never thought about that. But yeah, pay attention to what kind of decisions they make. How, how they take care of themselves. Like, let me tell you something. You can tell where somebody's self-esteem is by how their house looks. Did y'all know that? Did y'all know that that was even a thing? So before you go judging somebody about their house being dirty or nasty, I want you to think, for one second that mentally maybe they are depressed maybe they lack self-esteem maybe just maybe just look at it from that that'll 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 help you keep your mouth off other people when you understand that 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 clutter and dirtiness and that that level of laziness is a spirit do you understand that procrastination is a spirit that is something that is mentally going on with that person it's less to do with the outside and more to do with the inside. And if they house are like looking like that, maybe their insides is all discombobulated too. You know, like just 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 something to think about so you can keep your mouth off other people's business. Cause you know, I be minding my business and drinking my water. Um, yeah, I'm a part of Mind Your Business Ministries. The CEO herself will teach you how to mind your business and drink your water. Her name is Sarah Jakes Roberts. So go listen to the podcast because she 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 help you. She help you to mind your business. She'll help you realize that that you you Baby, listen. Okay, just saying. Um, another thing that I wrote down was loving someone and trying to control them is impossible, and it's not authentic love. So this goes back to everything I just said: logic versus feeling, tolerance, and potential. You cannot try to manipulate or control somebody, and and in the same breath, think that you love them. Love is unconditional. This is why the, the topic of this podcast is if they never change from who they are right now, would you still be connected with them? Because most of the times we get into we get into these relationships and friendships based on the potential that they show because we think that we can get them to change. That is not accurate. That is not loving them. Right? I had a I had a guy friend. We had went out to eat one day, and he had told me, "I was like, why are you single? Cause he a good catch. He good looking, you know, army vet. Um, one kid, not crazy out here, you know, like not crazy out here with all these baby mamas. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying like he's a good catch in his thirties. Um, homeowner, that kind of thing, right? Like all of that. Um, and I asked him, and I was like, why? Why are you still single? Like, why are you not?" actively you know in a relationship why are you not trying to get in a relationship and he was like every woman i meet is too busy trying to fix me and i was like huh he was like i don't i don't need to be fixed i don't want to be fixed like i want to be able to go into a relationship and just be myself 
Now, we will sit here and think like, oh, but what if he lacks in some area? This is why I said, if that person never changes from who they are today, will you still stay with them? This is why this is important. Because a lot of men just want you to come in, come in to be peace. Mm. Yeah, a lot of men just want you to come in and shut up. A lot of men just want you to come, like, like they just want to be able to be around you and just be themselves. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying that this is not an issue for black women, but I think that black men um, have an even greater issue in this area because I don't think that us as women, I don't think that we allow them to just be. We end up getting with these men for their potential and we get into these relationships to fix and change them. Like we Bob the Builder. Like what, who, why, why does every man have to be your assignment? And I promise you, as women, because we have, if you, if you a woman, I'm a woman. I've never been a man in my life. I don't know what it's like to be a man. I'm raising two young men. And even still, I have to get outside opinions from men, uh, healthy men, might I say, um, about certain things, because I am a woman. I've, I've never, I've never been a man. Okay. So I, I don't know the, the clear aspects of what that feels like or look like. Women think that we can check men, but in reality, in some areas we can, but not all the areas. Right. And I think, I don't know. It's, let me get off that subject. I'm not even going to touch that, but anyway, but yeah, loving someone does not mean controlling. It just don't. It just don't. Just let a person be. Just let a person be. If you don't like who they are, simply walk away. And you can walk out gracefully. You don't have to make it a big scene. You know, you can either let it fade out or or anything. But you don't. You, you your job is not to get into the relationship with a person that you see potential in and fix them. If they are not already accurately working towards healing themselves. There's nothing you can do for them. Trust me, I tried. I tried to send a man to therapy one time. I told him I was going to pay for it. He said, no, I left. Because <laughs> I realized I was trying to fix somebody who didn't want to be fixed. Some people like being in their dysfunctional patterns. Some people some people jump in the water to drown. What'd you, you Imagine trying to save somebody that jumped in there to drown. Even, either one or two things going to happen. Either they're going to pull you down with them or you're going to let them go. Because I, I doubt if you jumped in there to die with him. So eventually, of course, you're going to have to let him go. You get what I'm trying to say? That, that's all I'm trying to say. That's it. So the takeaways I want you to know is, is that I want you to pay attention to is, is how somebody treats themselves, how they talk to themselves. Um, you know, um, what else did I say, y'all? Lord Jesus. Oh, watch how a person makes their decisions when it comes to themselves, right? Those their self-care and 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 love somebody without trying to control them. Right? And let me tell you something. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because I think y'all get this misunderstood. And I don't mean to say it like that, but I'm just saying I would rather be liked and loved than just loved. Cause a lot of y'all be in love with people that y'all don't like. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say it like that. I'm sorry, but but it's true. Some of y'all be in love with people that y'all have family members that y'all love, but just don't like like family members that you love, but you will not never kick it with them. It'll be from afar at a cordial family event. 
You you got family members like that. So you know what is you know that you can love somebody and not like them at the same time. I would rather be both. I don't I need both. I don't need you to just love me and then tolerate me. I need you to love me and like me. That's it. Okay? Oh, you know, I'm sorry, y'all. I lied to y'all. I'm not done. I still got some other points. Let me tell you another thing I want you to understand. God sends help, not company. I'm sorry. I know that hurts some of y'all feelings because y'all be out here looking for company in the highways and byways. And I want you to know that that is not God's method. God don't send company. You want to know why God don't send company? Because company is temporary. Oh. Oh, I'm so sorry. Company is temporary. Company is comfort. Comfort is temporary. I'm so sorry. I know that just that hurt your feelings, didn't it? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. God sends help. You want to know what help is? Help is an asset. Help is somebody that can propel you forward. Help is a growth expert-ish kind of situation. Health is, I mean, uh, help is elevation. That's what that is. Yeah, so all the women out here talking about their help meets. I want you to know what help meet is. A help meet is an asset. That means anything you, anytime you are in a vicinity, you change the atmosphere. You change the temperature in that atmosphere because you are a help meet. Oh, yeah, that means you ain't nagging or you ain't causing no chaos. Help meets and assets don't cause chaos. They, they solve problems. They create solutions. They create peace. I know I just hurt y'all's feelings. Yeah, y'all will be all right. Y'all, y'all love me still, right? Okay. Um, I want to know. I want you to know that God does not send confusion. He only sends clarity. God is not a god of confusion. Ain't that ain't that what your words say? God is not a god of confusion. Uh, ain't that what your words say? So why y'all out here allowing people to get y'all confused? You don't know if they like you. You don't know if they want to be with you. They over here with sneaky links. You know, this girl is over here. You know, for a fact, this friend of yours is talking behind your back. Like, why are you over here confused? What you confused about? Because God sends clarity. You're going to know where you stand in somebody's life. Period. That is going to be clear. And if it is not, you need to reevaluate who you are doing relationship or friendships or business with. Do you understand me? You heard it from your big sis, your auntie or whatever you want to call. I don't care what you want to call me, but I'm just saying. Right. Another thing I want you to I want you to take away from this podcast. You cannot blame others for being who they are. The same free will that God gave me and you is the same free will he gave them. So if they want to show up in this world to be what we would call a terrible person, a negative person, then they have the right to do that. And you can't get mad about people being themselves because they are entitled to be and show up in this world however they want to show up. That is not your issue. That is not your problem. The only thing you can control is if you fool with them, if you don't. Okay, that's what you control. You control if you decide to stay with this person, stay connected to this person or not. That's it. That's what you do. But complaining about something such as them. I don't know why they like that. Because they want to (laughs) be. Because because they woke up and chose violence today. That's that's what they decided to do. They woke up and chose to be exactly who they presented themselves to be. That's it. That ain't none of your business, though. None of it. Okay. The last and final, but not least, because I think that people have to understand that if things are not working for you relationally or friendship wise, you have to know when to walk away. You can never be afraid to lose a liability. What you afraid of losing? 
if this person is not propelling you forward, growing you in some kind of way, you if you are not learning from them, if they are not feeding you in any kind of way, then they are most if, if they are doing doing nothing but taking and you are not learning anything and you are stressed when they're around and they bring nothing but chaos. They are a liability. Do you want to know? Let me break down the word liability. Let me I got you. Don't worry about it. Liability is a person or thing whose presence or behavior is likely to cause embarrassment or put one at a disadvantage. I need to read it again. You, I, I heard you say yes, yeah, so that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna read it again. We're gonna, we're gonna read it again. A liability is a person or thing whose presence or behavior is likely to cause embarrassment or put one at a disadvantage. This is what this is what the dictionary they call it a burden, a handicap, a inconvenience, a drag. I didn't even know that was a drag. They said that, that a liability would drag you. You didn't even know that. I didn't know it either until I went and looked up the definition. Um, they said that uh, another th- another word for liability is a problem, a weakness, a hindrance, a stumbling block, a disbenefit, a weak spot or point. Tell me that ain't no word. Tell me, tell me. I know y'all didn't know because I know. I, well, y'all probably knew, but I didn't. I never really went and looked up what a liability was. I know it was the opposite of asset, but I never really went and looked up what the word meant. This is this gives you a different. It said it would drag you. This gives you a different perspective. <laughs> it said it would drag you. I know y'all seen my thing on my one of my reels, and I was like, if you don't let it go, it will drag you. Yes, if you don't know how to let go of a liability. You will be dragged through life. You know what happens? Just imagine being dragged. Say a car is a liability and you are getting dragged by this car. Do you know you're going to scrape up your hands, bruise? It's going to damn near kill you if you don't let go. Like people, people who've been dragged by cars, if they get, if they don't, if they don't let go or they get dragged long enough, they die. Did you, do you know that? They said liability. Another word for liability is drag. I don't know if y'all needed that. I needed that word. So it ain't got to be for y'all, but that was definitely for me. Okay. Now, what we going to do next is my favorite part. Okay. Okay. So here go my favorite part. So I know y'all been sitting here wondering like, okay, how's she going to make this biblical? Because let me tell you why I decided to incorporate this within my, within my podcast. First off, God is the big homie. Okay. Jesus is a big brother that everybody need, but I know a lot of saints don't even, let me tell you something. They don't even they don't even listen to Big Brother Jesus. They just some people never even really open their Bibles. And I'm not here to judge you. I'm just stating the fact. Okay, so God is really the big homie. Like we have dialogues and conversations every day. A lot of the things that you may hear me say um, really be downloads that I just have in in my quiet time with God. I do a lot of meditation, and meditation doesn't necessarily have to be you sitting on the floor um, doing breathing techniques. Although that's one of the ways that I meditate. But a lot of times, like when I get up, the first thing I do is I just sit and I wait to listen. Right. Because the first thing I do when I wake up is thank God for giving me breath. Right. And what is it that you will have me do today? What What is our mission today, God? Like I include him in everything. And one of my favorite scriptures um, that I, that I'm that I'm in today is Proverbs um, 16 and three. And it, it is put God in charge of your work. Then what you have planned will come to pass. Will come, it will come to pass, or will take place. One of them. I always miss. I'm always 
adding extra stuff on it. But that's basically what it says. So I try to make sure I'm not saying I'm trying. No, because try try means you leave room for error. Every day I get up, God is my number one. That's the first thing that's on my mind is thank you. Gratitude, right? I can't wait to come out with these gratitude journals. I think they're going to free a lot of people because a lot of people need to study gratitude on a, on a regular basis. But one of my morning rituals is just gratitude, just thanking God and just sitting there for a second without a phone, without nothing and just listening. OK, asking questions that I woke up with because I just had a crazy dream. God, what does this mean? What you what you, what we doing? What are we trying to tell you? You know, that kind of thing. Um, so I wanted to incorporate this part because God is the big homie. And I wholeheartedly trust him. And within the last three years, after losing my mom, dad, and a nephew, um, I want you to understand that I have unshakable faith. Like you can, people can, and I'm a scientist, technically, right? My degree is basically science. Psychology is basically the science uh, of the mind and behavior or social, whatever it is, uh, philosophy, all that stuff. So it's basically a science degree. So I'm telling you, even with science, all psychology is teaching me is that everything that Jesus was trying to teach us is accurate. All the character uh, um, um, of God is so much bigger than religion and dogma and traditions. That's what I'm saying. Right. That, that is that is all I'm saying. Right. So and I know a lot of people are more traditional. So they go to church, they get a sermon, they never go home and study their Bible or read their Bible. They don't have a strong coordinates Bible. It's another Bible. What is it? Me and my sister just talking about the other day. I forget. Um, they don't they don't know how to break down um the context of the Bible or or in, in its original context and like like people just don't know how to do it. So I wanted to incorporate so so I can get you to understand that the, the, the Bible hey, hey, let me tell you something. <laughs> you think your family bad, you think your life is hard, go read some of these Bible stories, Chad. Just go read some of them. So the person we're talking about today, let me get to the let me get to the topic because now I'm rambling. The person we're gonna talk about today, who um didn't believe fat meat was greasy, who decided to uh uh focus on the potential of a people, decided um to focus so much on the potential of a people to the point where he got stuck with these people and never made it to the other side. His name is Moses. Yep. Moses had abandonment, rejection, and people-pleasing tendencies. Did you know it? You didn't, even, you didn't even know it was in your word, did you? Moses was a people-pleaser. People he suffered from abandonment issues and rejection issues to the point where I want you to understand something. Moses didn't have one job. He had two. The first job that Moses had was to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. He did that. Even after he went against, even after he tried to talk God and himself out of going to Egypt. He eventually did it, right? This tells you that he was stubborn. This tells you that he had low self-esteem, right? He didn't see himself accurately. That's what that tells you. So he, he delivered them out of Egypt. But the part of the story that I want to tell you about Moses to get you to see what will happen if you are not careful is when he, when he got him out of Egypt. So God didn't take him the fastest route, which would been through Philistine territory. He took them around. He took them around because he wanted to deal with their mental first. He needed to get them out of their emotions. He needed to get them out of their brokenness and their damaged um, mind aspects because they have been in Egypt for so long that they, they have literally forgotten who their God was. They have literally forgotten who they were and what they were capable of. Because I want you to understand that this is after Joseph. Did you know that? Moses came 
after Joseph. If you don't know who Joseph is, Joseph is the brother that got put in the pit and sold into slavery, right? He he was ruler over Egypt for a while. This is how the, this is how the Hebrew Israelites got to Egypt. Like you got to go read your Bible. It's in there. But eventually they end up becoming slaves. Okay. So um, yeah. So this is when uh uh Moses has them in the wilderness. Now I want you to understand something. The fact that Moses still in this process didn't trust god was mind-boggling to me but i know a lot of us who are like this who where god tells us something that we don't believe him right even even if he has a track record of pulling you through every situation after situation you still will get to a certain get to a certain door or a certain obstacle and you will think that god is not gonna get gonna help you through it moses had a track he just parted the red sea he just seen God do things within Egypt to get the people up out of Egypt to get. He just seen all of these miracles. He just seen all of these miracles and still didn't believe God. Let me tell you how I know he didn't believe God. We're going to get to the story. So. Moses is in the wilderness. God is providing them with food and water. Their clothes are never getting old. They have everything they need. Right. But mentally. They are still challenged. They are still in disbelief. They are still, you know, at some point in time, it was like, oh, we finna go back to Egypt. At least we have food and shelter. You know what I'm saying? They beat on us, but but at least, you know, it wasn't this. Like, because they were uncomfortable and, and they weren't to, and they didn't get to Canaan yet, they they were just all over the place. So Moses was like, okay, I'm gonna send, I'm gonna send 12 spies into Canaan. He sent 12. One of them 12 was Joshua. If you don't know who Joshua is, you I'm gonna tell you who he is later. <laughs> But one of the spies was Joshua. So they went over there. And this is why you got to be careful about the people you place yourself around. This is why you got to be careful when following the crowd. Y'all, they went over there. And they seen that what everything that God said was true. The land was with milk and honey. It flowed with milk and honey. It was giants in the land. But everything else that got that was the only thing that God left out. God did not tell them it was giants in the land. Because if he would have told them in the beginning, Moses, I'm not even gonna lie, Moses would have never did it because he would have doubted his. He doubt he he was very doubtful. He just didn't have trust in God and he didn't really trust and believe in himself. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how he ended up. They sent 12 spies into the land. So out of all the 12, when they get back. Of course, they finna congregate with the other Israelites and they finna tell them what they saw. So they tell them, yeah, everything is everything that God said about it is that is exactly what it is. But it's some giants over there. They bigger than us. And we are like grasshoppers to them. Y'all, they never spoke to a giant. They don't know what them giants thought about them because they never spoke to them. They assume that that's how the giants saw them, because that is how they saw themselves. And it was 10, it was out of 12 spies, it was two spies that was like, yeah, they they big, they giants, but we can take them. Y'all, we can win it, right? We can go over there, we can fight and we can take what's ours. Two out of two out of 12, which means the other 10 was like, no, nah, y'all, we ain't gonna make it. He done brought us out here for nothing. We ain't gonna be able to, like, like really just doubting, right? And Joshua was one of these two. One of the two that was like, y'all, we can go over there, we can take them. So Moses decided to listen to the 10. The crowd decided to listen to the 10. After Moses knew specifically, like, I want you to understand who Moses is. Moses talked face to face with God. Moses wasn't just in anybody. Moses is the one who, who God gave the Ten Commandments to. Moses is the one who, who, who established the first priest. This, this is Moses. This is not just anybody. This, this, is, this is Moses. Do you understand me? 
Like he wasn't no little dude. But regardless of how many times God showed him who he was and what he was capable of, Moses still had trust issues and still had self-esteem issues, and he still didn't believe what God was what God was when God was trying to introduce him to himself. So by the time Moses go back and pray to God, <laughs> God was like, okay, all right. Because these 10 spies done came back and said, y'all couldn't do it. So you're going to believe them over what I told you. Okay. Because by this time, God was God was sick of it. You know, God got a tolerance level too. He, he'd be tolerating stuff for a little while, but eventually he'd get sick of it. He told Moses, go speak to the rock. And I think that he did this on purpose and told Moses, go speak to the rock, because this is where Moses' biggest insecurity was, right? Which was speaking. Speaking was Moses' biggest insecurity. And that's where he had the most turmoil at in believing in himself. So I think he was telling them to do it to see exactly what he was going to do. So God told Moses to speak to the rock. Y'all know, y'all want to know what Moses did? He struck the rock with, with the rod that part of the Red Sea. He was using, he was using the thing that God used in the last miracle for the new miracle. And that ain't what God told him to do. So you got to be careful when you try to, when you try to make up stuff on your own and not, and not, sp this is why I said, if you do not unpack your childhood trauma and you, and you are not in an accurate standpoint, um, and you're not seeing yourself accurately and you're not listening to your intuition and you are going based off of how you feel. If you are going based off of a person's potentials, you will be stuck down there in that mess with them. Learn from Moses. Every time I think about overcompensating myself or praying somebody out of a process or just getting involved with, with certain people or being around certain people that I know is going to bring me to, I think about Moses. He missed out on his blessing and his opportunity because he decided not even that he decided because he just, he just didn't want to see himself accurately. God repeatedly over and over again, showed Moses what he was capable of. He parted the red sea and led the people across on dry ground and then get out of the red sea and goes right back to doubting the same God that just got him out of Pharaoh's way. Are you serious? But this is what we do every single day. We don't believe that God, what God is telling us about ourselves. We don't believe when God say, hey, you got to leave them behind. We be so caught up in our feelings and we don't want to seem like, oh my God, I'm being mean because this is my friend or I love him. And No, but everybody can't go with you. Imagine, let me tell you something. Them people would have complained all the way to Canaan and they would have lost the fight based off of where they were mentally. Do you understand that? The reason why Joshua was able to leave them in there because he 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 motivated them to understand that hey, this is ours. God already said it was ours. We just got to do what He tell us to do, and we gonna have it. And that's exactly what He did. And they got to and they got to Canaan. Joshua believed God, and Moses didn't. Do you understand that? Like Moses repeatedly went against what God was saying. Moses, stop coming to me praying about these people now. Moses, I, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you to strike the rock? I mean, didn't I tell you to speak to the rock? Not listening to deliberate instructions—that's what it is—as to what God is telling you, y'all. He didn't just strike it once, though. He struck it twice. See, one time can be a mistake. That second time, God was like, "Okay, this clearly. Don't worry about it. He gonna have to die with them." That's when He took him up on the mountain and pointed at Canaan and says, "You're not going." Because you, you are disobedient. You don't listen to me. You don't believe in me. 
right? Not the way you not the way you claim it to be. You would rather be pleasing to the people than to please God. Because that's what he was doing. He was being a people pleaser. But this all stemmed from his rejection issues, right? His abandonment issues. Feeling once he found out that he was not Pharaoh's son, or you know, it uh royalty in that kind of way, and that he was a real Hebrew Israelite, he is his, his everything just you know started to change. And he no longer like it was like he no longer knew who he was, but versus believing what God, who God was telling him he was. He was he was just damaged and he decided to listen to his feelings and his fears. And that's what he went with. So because Moses had a speaking problem, he was like, I'm not going to be stuttering in front of these people. So I'm going to hit it with the with the rod. It worked the last time and it got him stuck with the same people who y'all here trying to trying to save that God told him one going in the first place. He wanted to see where Moses loyalty was. He found out that day that Moses loyalty was towards the people and not him. And he got stuck and he died in the wilderness with them people. Moses never got to do what he what the initial job was, which was get them to Canaan. Moses didn't have the ability and and he did not want to walk away from the very people that was holding him back. God kept telling them, "Look, hey, they can't go. They they're not going." Right? You got to let them people go. He didn't want to do that. So God took him on top of this mountain and he was like, "You see that?" Moses was like, "Yeah." He said, "You ain't going. You're going to die with the with this generation." And I'm going to bring the next generation up and they're going to they're going to be the one to take the land. And you know who was a part of that next generation? Joshua, one of the two spies that came back and said we can take them. And that believe that believed that God said that that was like he believed it. And guess what? Joshua came up after Moses died, after all of that whole generation died, which was their parents and their grandparents was dead. This new generation came up and Joshua led them into Canaan. I'm sorry, I just messed up that story, but that's all right. I told y'all it was the Ebonics and urban version of the Bible. So y'all can talk about me later. Y'all can talk about me in the comments, whatever. But you get my drift. That is what is going to happen if you keep going based off of somebody's potential. If you keep going based off of how you feel. If you keep just tolerating things. Even God got a tolerance level. God got sick of Moses. Like, you know what? You're going to die here too. Because Don't worry about it. I already done picked somebody else to, to lead the people, and his name is Joshua. You you go ahead. You're gonna die here with the rest of them. And that's what will happen. If you don't know how to walk away from people, if you don't know how to have the discernment to really pay attention to what is going on in a reality, you will be stuck down there with the same people that you don't that you that you claim that you are trying to help, that you're trying to fix. Everybody ain't your assignment. And when God tells you, look. To walk away, I'm gonna need you to walk away because you gotta get to your promise. You can't be you can't be back here trying to help them get to their promise. Uh, and they, and you know what I'm saying like because everybody don't want to be saved. And Moses was in, he was in the situation. Them people didn't want to be saved. They were stuck in their dysfunction, and he got stuck there with them. Literally, okay. So. I don't know, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. I hope I made sense. If, you know, just tell me in the comments. Um, I am open to criticism if necessary. I am open to everything. But I thank y'all for listening. And, um, yeah, I love y'all. I just appreciate the support. I appreciate all of that. So, uh, yeah, y'all be safe. But, y'all, don't be like Moses. Just just don't be like Moses. Make sure you go follow my Instagram, which is I am Denisha Monique. My Snapchat is, y'all, what's my Snapchat name? Oh, Danisha Monique 5, the number 5. 
Um, and then um my Twitter is Denisha Monique 5. Um, what else account I got? My Patreon is Denisha Monique. My TikTok is Denisha Monique. Um, most of it is really Denisha Monique. Check out my website. I post vlogs on my website too. Um, for just different dialogues that I have every day, you probably get more better reads on there. <laughs> Not even better reads, but the things that I talk about on my podcast are probably up there too, because these are just downloads and dialogues that I have between myself and God. So yeah. What else did I want to tell y'all? Oh, my life coaching and mentor courses, um, or, or program is starting on August 19th. Y'all, I am nervous, but excited at the same time, because listen, y'all don't have to let me pour into y'all. Y'all don't have to listen to me. Y'all don't have to take advice from me. Y'all don't have to do nothing. But the people who do, I just appreciate. Like, And I'm so humble behind it, because these type of things are not just... I'm not going to cry. These things mean the world to me, because... I really want to help women get unstuck. I really want to help people to see women to see themselves accurately so that we can step into what it is that God has for us. And we can't do that without having the tools and the knowledge, you know, that is that that is needed. Right. I want to help women to be able to sustain themselves. Right. Within relationships and friendships. Y'all, we we are the one um energies like the feminine energy y'all y'all we suck at friendships and it's mainly because we were taught to, that women are competition and we not like we a sisterhood you understand like we are a sisterhood and it's better if we come together and learn how to help each other heal than to be going against each other like we can we can literally learn from each other because where i'm weak at you may be strong at you know like and i just really want to give my experience and my take um from a psychological standpoint from a therapist standpoint and just based off of my experience so i thank y'all for listening I thank y'all for rocking with me, all of that. Okay, okay. I love y'all, and I and I pray, you know, that this reaches, this 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 reach, th- this goes to the the furthest reach that I can reach to the women who are attached to my movement in my life. And I just thank y'all. I'm, I'm really humbled by it. I really do thank y'all. And make I, I wish nothing but abundance and peace over your life. Okay, I love y'all. Bye.